This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers on SiriusXM 132. This is your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and I lead the career coaching for the executive MBAs right here at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. We're excited to be bringing you all new content this summer, so mark your calendars for noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, every Thursday, and tune in to Channel 132 for the latest career tips, job search advice, and market updates. And of course, a big shout out to Dion Simpkins, our engineer, and Dana Cash, our producer, for making this show sound so awesome each week. Let's dive in. Today, we're speaking with Lauren Herring, CEO of Impact Group, the largest women-owned career coaching company supporting over 200 Fortune 500 companies worldwide. Over the past 30 years, Impact Group has successfully helped hundreds of thousands of people find jobs. Additionally, Lauren has donated Impact Group services to thousands of individuals in underserved communities, helping them find jobs, dignity, and economic independence. She's received the Game Changer Award by Workforce Magazine and has been in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, and Fast Company. She is here today to speak about a very important yet often overlooked part of the job search, which is managing your emotions. And I can tell you as a licensed psychologist and former recruiter that your emotions can make or break your success when looking for a job. So I'm excited to talk to Lauren today and especially to get insights from her new book called Take Control of Your Job Search because it addresses this very issue. So let's get started. Uh, Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Careers, Lauren. Thanks so much, Dawn. So excited to be with you. So there's so much to unpack in our short time together, and I think this topic is so timely and relevant right now that I want to get right to the heart of it. Why is managing your emotions such a critical part of the job search, Lauren? Well, your emotions are going to be along for the ride with you on your job search, whether you want them there or not. So the question is, are they helping or hurting? And so that is the whole reason why I wrote this book, to help people understand the role they play in job search. Sometimes I don't think that that people fully understand how much is communicated through our body language. And even if you're not you're not saying something um, about your feelings or emotions, our body language tends to give us away. And and so I think that's a really important thing to think about. Not only that, Lauren, but I also know that sometimes emotions such as, for example, excitement can come across perhaps as a little bit of desperation, depending on who is on the other side of the table, um, you know, kind of forming meaning around what they're seeing. So I want, I want to put that out there because I want people to pay attention to how important it is to address these things, because whether or not you think you're doing a good job of, of, you know, kind of remaining neutral, sometimes our body language gives us away a little bit, whether through tone or some of our actions. So, so what are some of the ways that you, you see this happen, Lauren? That's a great point. So actually that exact scenario of excitement and enthusiasm is one of the triggers that helped me realize that there's a need for this book. So I 
tell a story early on in the book about how I had a networking meeting with a gentleman who was very high level, so senior executive VP level, and he was showing me spreadsheet after spreadsheet and PowerPoints and just all of this work that he had done to demonstrate his worth and his value to the job search marketplace. And while in a lot of ways, of course, his enthusiasm should have been demonstrating his qualifications, in fact, it was desperation, just as you described, that was what was triggered in me. And it felt like fear more than anything was driving this man's search. And so that's a perfect example of just in a networking meeting where I was wanting to help this gentleman. In fact, I left with a negative impression of how even though he was doing all these things right about his preparation and he was uh, customizing his resume for each opening, at the end of the day, how he was coming across, he had no idea of you know, just the, uh, the intensity with which he was managing his search, which was detrimental. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of times you're not going to get that feedback, Lauren. You're going to say, wow, I thought I did a great job in this interview. I was demonstrating my passion and excitement. Why didn't I get the job? And you know, the fact is a hiring manager who perceives that as desperation, even if it is truly excitement, is not usually going to check out their assumptions. They're going to make that assumption and pass on you, which is why it's so critical that you wrote this book, because I think it's a part of the job search that is often overlooked. And the fact that you, you dedicated a whole book to it, Take Control of Your Job Search, is, is really important. And I love a Forbes article you wrote, the, the title of it um, jumped out at me, Are You Managing Your Job Search or Is It Managing You? And I think for a lot of people right now, Lauren, I mean, who've been impacted, for example, by the pandemic and who maybe have gotten laid off or furloughed, I mean, this is a scary time. Fear is a true emotion that many people in the job search are kind of bottling up because let's face it, the, the, there's been a lot of negative statistics about unemployment and companies going under. So it is scary. So if, if you are in this place where you, you feel you are desperate for employment, how can you manage that and not bring it to the interview with you? Well, first of all, it's really important that you actually just understand where you stand on the emotional continuum. So like this other gentleman that I was telling the story about, I don't think he had a clue of how he was coming across. I don't know to the extent which he was even uh, in touch with some of the feelings that he was having. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but you know, we didn't have that conversation. Um, so first of all, I think it's really important to just take some time in your job search to allow yourself to feel whatever is going on in your head. So it could be a sense of grief or loss over the um, planned future that you had with your former company. It could be a sense of anger over why you were impacted and not other uh, employees. Um, it, it, it could be that sense of fear over you know, just, will I find another job? And so allow yourself to feel those emotions. And I'm not necessarily saying don't move into some of the action of the job search process, but make sure you take some time, whether it's uh, 
all in one chunk up front or maybe uh, a little bit each day to just allow yourself to understand what am I feeling today and whether you journal, whether you talk about it with somebody else, allow yourself to feel that. Uh, the other thing that you then want to do is uh, try and figure out, okay, what are some things that if I do have some issues that uh, might be coming to the surface, what are ways that I can proactively deal with that? So you mentioned fear uh, earlier. And, um, you know, there's various exercises in the book. So what I try to do in uh, throughout the entire book is give some uh examples of what we have done at Impact Group through our coaching to work with people that are experiencing some of these emotions or some of these issues. So for example, um, if you're concerned about interviewing, you have a fear of interviewing, then uh, probably the best thing to do is practice, 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 and find some people that you trust that will give you some honest feedback. Or um, you know, there's another exercise that I think about and that has personally worked for me in difficult times is think about what's the worst thing that can happen. And in this situation, um, by a lot of times we think the unknown, the great unknown is just the, you build it up that like it's the most terrible thing. But when you actually get concrete about what you're afraid of. So if you're afraid of an interview or if you're afraid of going out networking or maybe you're afraid you'll never get a job again. Okay, well, let's be really concrete about what exactly are you afraid of and how likely is that to happen? What can you do concretely to keep yourself from that happening? And then put those things into action. Those are just a couple of examples of some of the structured um, uh, activities that are part of the book that can help you move through some of these emotions. I love that you say that, Lauren, because I, I have a motto that action kills anxiety. And, and I think it does. And sometimes people get really paralyzed because they say, oh, I don't know what action to take. And, and honestly, sometimes it really doesn't matter. Sometimes it's just about taking that first action, moving yourself to a different viewpoint, seeing the world a little bit differently, and then it opens up a lot of options. So I, I think that's so important that your book addresses very, very specific things people can do because we often don't talk about emotions and we often don't, um, you know, kind of address those when we're having conversations. So I love that your book brings this to light. And hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and if you want to stay up to date with the latest career and job search news tips and advice, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. Today, we're fortunate to be speaking with Lauren Herring, CEO of Impact Group and author of the new book, Take Control of Your Job Search, and we're speaking today about aspects of that book which help you prepare for the job search and the interview, particularly the emotional side of the job search, which a lot of people ignore. And Lauren, one of the things I, I always say about emotions as a licensed psychologist is that, you know, they don't just go away. They will wait for you <laughs> to address them. So I love that your book talks about specific ways to, to address those. And you were talking about, um, you, know, you talked about this idea of awareness few minutes ago. And I think that's, that's incredibly important because you can't address what you're not aware of. Um, what are, you know, that's so one mistake is kind of ignoring them. What are some other mistakes that people 
uh, have when it comes to managing their emotions in a job search, or you know, maybe some things they do that are driven by emotion after a, a potential layoff or you know, a situation where their work has come to an end? Um, well, so the, the, the gamut of, people do the gamut of things. So uh, what I do in the book is like, if you're feeling a particular emotion at any moment in time, you can just open it up. And uh, if you're feeling frustrated at this moment, for example, because you have been uh, pushing and pushing and pushing lots of applications out online, then uh, just open the frustration section and it will give you some opportunities to think through some different activities or things to think about. Uh, for example, um, we also blend together not only the emotions, but what are the job search tactics that you need to be thinking about that will help move you forward. So for example, a lot of times you're frustrated because you're just clicking apply blindly on the job boards. Well, we all know that that's not the most effective way to actually apply for jobs. And so let's get out and begin doing some networking in a productive way, even in the world of social distancing, that's going to help move you forward in your job, for example. Yeah, and I think when you're talking about networking, it's important, this is a, a, you know, a huge part of the job search for, for most people. It's important to address your emotions there too. I think one of the mistakes I see people make is if they're, they're frustrated about their job search or they're, they're frustrated about how they exited their last company and they're comfortable with their network, they start unloading and venting. And I will tell you, that is not the place to unload and vent. Yes, we all need that and we need to do that with our, our close friends or our family members or even a therapist in some cases if it was a particularly difficult situation. But remember your network is a group you're asking to spend your, their social capital on you. And if they perceive that you're in a, a tough spot or you're, you're kind of holding on to some grudges, they may be reluctant to pass you on or to refer you. So I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that is critical. When you're, when, if you're not ready to have positive conversations about moving forward, you may not want to, to reach out to your network until you address that. I think something else I see, Lauren, I don't know if you see this as well, is if somebody um, kind of feels like they really need a job quickly, they kind of send a, 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 an email blast to everybody they know and, and ask for help. And I think in today's day and age, people are, are definitely in a position of wanting to help. And, and, you know, sometimes that, that can, can work. But in general, that's probably not the best way to network. What, what are your thoughts? I would agree with that. I, I advocate that people use more of a rifle approach rather than a shotgun approach, uh, if you will use that analogy in the networking. So I suggest that people... Um, are very targeted about the kinds of companies that they're interested in and even the specific jobs that they're very interested in. And then how do you network your way into connections at those companies and with those hiring managers? And that way, when you're networking, you also have a very specific ask. I think as someone who gets asked for a lot of networking meetings, one of the most frustrating things is when they, they just kind of say, you know, can you help me or what am I? And at the end of the day, I want to help, but I need to, you need to make it easy for people to help you. And so that comes in the form of making it very clear about what you can do, what you want to do, what your job target is, uh, what your um, 
best strengths are and why you're a great fit for those types of jobs so that your personal brand blends with the kinds of roles that you're um, applying for. And then you have a specific ask or, uh, you know, I'd like to get connected to so-and-so that I see that you're connected with. Is that something that you can help me with? And what do I need to do to make you feel comfortable doing that? Because like you said, if someone is willing to spend their social capital on you, then you definitely need to make it, uh, make them feel comfortable with that. That is so well said, uh, Lauren, that I want to, I want to kind of point that out and, and pull something from that. Be easy to help. The easier you are to help, the more help you're going to get, you know, so, so do that work for them. If somebody reaches out to me and says, Hey, here are 10 companies I'm looking at. Do you know anyone? Well, that's a lot of work on me. <laughs> that's a lot of work you're asking me to invest. That said, if you reach out and you say, Hey, I see, you know, somebody at this company, would you be open to an introduction? That's much easier. So I love that you said that. You also mentioned a few minutes ago about, about practicing. And I think, I think that is also so important. I mean, not just for the interview, but practicing how you, you connect with people in conversations. And, and if you have a specific challenge, like maybe you were laid off and, and that's really a sticking point for you, practicing how you're gonna answer that in a positive way and move forward. So instead of really getting into it and talking about your boss and how awful it was and saying, you know, um, it, I had, had gone as far as I could go at that company and now I'm looking to take my skills and move forward. You know, practice it till it gets neutral and those kind of emotions sort of drain out of it. And what I love about what you talk about in your book, Lauren, um, is that you, you talk about career IQ and EQ and, and you kind of separate those two. And I think that's a really important distinction. Can you share more about what that, that means? Sure. So I refer to career IQ as the traditional job search tactics that you have heard about over all the years. So it's resume, networking, interviewing. And so, of course, you have to have that. That's the, the basics of the job search. Career EQ, though, is just as important, and it refers to the emotional intelligence of your job search and specifically the awareness of how your emotional state is affecting your job search. So, you know, we've talked about a number of times during this conversation about how if you are going into an interview and you're not aware of how your emotional state might be coming across, that could send up red flags to a hiring manager really fast. And so making sure that you're also really connecting with some of your personal board of advisors, I call that your super team, where you're connecting with people that you trust both personally and professionally to get advice on how am I coming across when I answer this difficult question or how is my uh, emotional state? Uh, am I, am I hitting the right tone here and making sure that you're getting feedback from people you trust through the process is really important. Job search is not an individual sport. Yeah, I love that. Great saying. Job, job search is not an individual sport. And, and I think people need to spend as much time on the EQ side as the IQ side. And we're, we don't necessarily see that. But I, I love that you talk about a board of, of directors or people who can give you honest feedback. And I think um, in addition to that, you can certainly record yourself doing videos. Now we know a lot of interviews are doing videos because yep. again, your emotions creep out in different ways. And even if you, you've come to terms with how to answer a question with a pretty neutral tone, you may see yourself fidgeting or you know, your facial expressions changing. And so those things, again, can give away that maybe anger or fear or sadness or frustration that's inside you. So sometimes just recording yourself 
and watching that back as painful as I know that can be for, for many of us is, is a helpful thing to recognize what messages you're putting out there into the world. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career Series XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and we are here with Lauren Herring, who has written a new book called Take Control of Your Job Search, which is about the emotional side of the job search. And Lauren, you, you talk about kind of three buckets that you, you, you have 10 emotions that you cover in the book, and you talk about like uh, categorizing them into to three buckets to really help people understand the, the emotions that they may be experiencing. Can you share that with us? Sure. I start off with the emotions of loss, which are grief and sadness, anger, fear. And then we move on to the emotions that paralyze, which are denial, frustration, anxiety, and loneliness. And ultimately, emotions that move you forward, which are self-compassion, confidence, and excitement. And it's funny because even the positive emotions, like you alluded to earlier, can have a double-edged sword where excitement or confidence, when applied too heavily, can come across negatively to a hiring manager as well. You find that there's um, certain ones that tend to, out of the 10 that you cover that tend to be pretty universal that, I mean, because I think we all experience emotions and I want to point that out because we human beings are basically walking bags of emotions. And so we're not saying we, we don't want you to experiencing, experience these things. What we're saying is we want you to first reflect on them, understand them, address them. So they're not becoming a hurdle to your job search. And I think that's an important distinction that we need to make is that this, these are not good, bad, or otherwise. These are these just are. So, so what do you see people dealing with the most right now, Lauren? Well, I think the uh, the main one, probably because of the environment with COVID, is fear. And um, you know, job search is a stressful situation under the best of circumstances. And in the current situation, um, the emotional toll of joblessness has probably never been higher because you're actually uh, perhaps fearful about life and death health concerns in addition to financial and uh, career concerns. So that's something that I feel we are uh, seeing a lot of in today's job market. Other universal emotions that we see, um, even if uh, it's even if you're excited to move on, a lot of people um, nonetheless have some sense of grief or loss, sadness around uh, being in this situation. So you know, we all try and put on a, you know a positive face about it, but you know at least allowing yourself to to sit with that sense of grief or loss is um, is something that's. Uh, really valuable. And the other one that I mentioned earlier, just because so many people just depend on an online job search, hopefully a lot of your listeners have moved beyond that. But so many people are just sitting behind the computer, clicking apply, apply, apply 40 hours a week. And that leads to a huge sense of frustration when you deal with the black hole of resumes out there. And so that's why really making sure you're using best practice techniques in your job search in addition to your, um, to managing your emotions is really critical. Totally agree. We talk about networking all the time on this show. So we could go down a black hole of, of talking about networking in detail, but we, we, um, I want to stay focused on, on the, 
the book and the topics in there because I think they're so critical. But we know networking is the best way to open opportunities. And now more so than ever, because more people are online, it's oversaturated, and you're more likely to, to fall into that abyss where yes. is not getting seen. So I think that's, that's a critical point to bring up. And one emotion that maybe people are not associating with uh, this that you mentioned is confidence. And I know this, is, this can be a tough one because we are seeing so many negative statistics on the news of you know, unemployment numbers and, and companies closing and you know, people getting furloughed. Uh, so, so how can people build this confidence? Because I'm a firm believer that confidence breeds confidence and you have to bring that to an interview so that the person leaves, who's interviewing you leaves feeling like, yes, this person can do the job and solve my, my business problems and I want to hire them. But it can be really hard right now, especially if you, you've gotten some rejections in the job search and, and you're mm -hmm. at, uh, finding a traction. Yeah, so this is another situation where the job search IQ and the job search EQ go really hand in hand. So I think one of the best tools that you have for managing your confidence is working on your personal brand. And this comes down to, like we were talking earlier about with making sure you're really clear about what you want to do and who you are at your very best. And so again, go back to your super team and talk to them. What do you see my strengths are? And, uh, and think back to when you've been really successful in your career. What were you doing? What were the traits that you were exhibiting? What helped you to get promoted or get recognized in the past? And so that will help you create and craft your personal brand. And that's something that when you're feeling down in the dumps because you came in second for that other opportunity, by pulling out you, who you are at your very personal best and that personal brand and reflecting on that, that can help bring a tremendous sense of confidence because that is going to remind you that who you are as an individual is not necessarily, you know, uh, Dawn the job seeker or, uh, you know, John, the fired person, but instead, you know, I had a successful career. I have had great experiences. I have been uh, recognized for excellence in the past. And that's who you want to bring to the interview with you next time. What a great note to end on, Lauren. I love that idea that your personal brand is never unemployed or between jobs. Your personal brand is always the value you bring to the market, whether or not somebody's paying you for that right now or not. I love that. If you're just tuning in, we've been speaking with Lauren Herring, who is the CEO of Impact Group and author of the new book that everybody should get, Take Control of Your Job Search, which is very timely right now. And I think Lauren is going to help so many job seekers. Where can people learn more about you and your book? Great. Well, you can go to anywhere that books are sold. It's, uh, of course, on Amazon. Again, it's Take Control of Your Job Search, The 10 Emotions You Must Master to Land the Job. And you can also go to laurenherring.net to learn more. Thank you so much, Lauren. We've really enjoyed having you back on the show. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM 132 to stay current on our upcoming shows, get insightful tips on your job search, and find out what you need to be doing to manage your career. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.